Okay, let's get started. Does anybody have anything to say before we get started? No, yeah, I mean, you know, Celtics and seven. Um, <laughs> okay. Fuck, fuck the Raiders. Fuck the Raiders. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, let's do this. Okay. All right. <clears throat> Hello, world. Welcome back to the Flores and Friends podcast. Uh, it is Saturday the 27th. This will be coming out Wednesday the uh, 31st. This is a special mini episode, our last mini episode for this iteration of the pod. Before we get started in the topics, I'm thrilled, as always, to welcome back two of my best friends, Anthony Cudd Jenkins. How are you doing today, man? Doing great. I'm, uh, you know, feeling the effects of last night. I hadn't hadn't had a night out in all month. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm well, you know. And we're delighted to have you. And then last but not least, the, I guess... The, uh, oh shit, Cal Ripken of this podcast, the man who's made the most appearances, the most uh, airtime or audio time, whatever you want to, however you want to look at it. Steven uh, Vastola, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing all right. Yeah, he's currently watching some college football while we record. He is our man in the streets, actually paying attention, watching the tape. Uh, So yeah, if you've heard us before this is going to be sports related so if you are not necessarily into sports this probably isn't the episode for you but you know you might want to give it a shot you might learn something it might you know pique your interest but yeah this is a going to be an american football podcast uh because you know some of us like that fancy schmancy european football go austin fc go gunners that was awesome last night by the way guys that was so fucking great and this morning arsenal won two nil to fulham oh it was awesome anyway but we're gonna be talking about american football this morning specifically the two our two local teams the new orleans saints and louisiana state fighting tigers uh two teams of which all three of us are fans so we're gonna talk about their upcoming seasons and like i said this is gonna be the last ride for us uh even though we did an episode called the last ride which was supposed to be the last ride, but no, we snuck one in. We snuck one more in on you. Let's get started. First off, uh, well, gentlemen, it's up to you. How do you want to start? I'll be the tie-breaking vote if you two can't decide. Do you want to start with the Saints or do you want to start with LSU? I think the Saints is probably the way to go. Cause yeah. that work for you? Yeah, I mean, well, I, I feel like I have more to say about the Saints, I mean, but then I feel like LSU is going to be like a quick. Well, that's great because I think you have a lot to say about the Saints. And Stephen has a lot to say about LSU. So that'll be great. That'll be a nice balance to the conversation. And I'll, I'll chime in, and I'll be more of, like, in the past, I'll be more of the host on this than necessarily contributing as much as YouTube. Because if there's anything I've learned, and I think the audience has learned through all the episodes the three of us have done together, I am definitely the dumbest in the conversation. Uh, but, yeah, so luckily I'm friends with two really smart, really knowledgeable uh, gentlemen like yourselves. Okay, let's get started with the Saints then. All right, so, Saints. 2022, lot of overhaul, new coach, new head coach, new, I uh, I guess this will be a question we can address, like new offense or similar offense, but new play caller. I was telling Steven offhand, I've not watched any preseason. And Steven, you said you also haven't watched any preseason. Uh, Anthony, what, have you watched the preseason? And if you have, like, what have your, been your thoughts so far? I've watched, yeah, I've watched every game. I They, they look good. I mean, for, you know, when, when the stars out there, it looked nice. I um, was really impressed yesterday with the the drive that Jameis had mm-hmm. before that out. I mean, seeing him, seeing you know Jarvis Landry, you know your regulars, you know, your people that you expect to show up. They, I mean, he went down, you know, nice scoring drive. I think he hit on all his passes. He looks he looks very composed, you know. And I feel like he gets a lot of flack for just who he is, you know, for the touchdown to interception ratio. But 
I think this year we're going to see a different Jameis, hopefully. Yeah. And we're, you know, a much more composed in the pocket kind of QB. Andy Dalton looks good. Mm. I mean, our system fits him. And he, you know, he shined his first snap, first preseason game, went down scoring drive. No incompletions. I mean, every everything just looks good, man. I'm I'm really excited about the season so far. A couple bright spots, but you know, the defense definitely is, you know, the reason I'm more excited, you know. Okay. Well let me let me put this question to you and then Steven, I'll come to you right after and then I'll answer. So a lot of things going on with us this season. Um last season was a bit rough, but you know, uh we soldiered on and you know, we I think towards the end there we really stuck it out. Um so what's the thing you're most excited about coming this season, Ka? And what's the thing you're like most concerned about? If you had to like boil it down to one or two things. Most excited, obviously, you know, like the big god, I mean, is you know, Saints Bengals game. I'm, I'm really I'm excited for that one just because okay. you know, big LSU Joe Burrow kind of fans. I think that game is going to be nuts. Stadium is going to be packed with people that love the Saints and love Joe Burrow just in general. Yeah, you know? are you going to try and go? Want to if I yeah. see, but I mean, I feel like it's going to be a hard game to get in. Yeah, you know, I, I did say I want to go to a game this year, and that was kind of you know, top of my list if I you know, pick one. Most thing I'm concerned about is being healthy, uh, maintaining health. You know, we our what first round draft pick got carted off last night. Yeah, I mean that you know, protection for the QB is going to be a big thing. It's going to be, you know, the telltale of what James can actually do. I mean, if he's running for his life, you know, and not you know, he's obviously not going to make the best reads, make the best passes anyway, you know, that he can. So I mean, definitely health is my biggest concern and you know if we're going to talk about after I'm, I'm curious about what this michael thomas is going to look like this year you know yeah I, so they already have a hamstring injury yeah that's the i was going to talk about that when i talked about mine but uh you don't yeah need, yeah go ahead you don't need no strings you don't need no string r strings g strings none of them you don't need a foot either right it's only what held him out for two years I mean, he just been sitting there waiting to get healthy, man. Like, well, I mean, he don't, well, apparently he doesn't need any of that. He could just go out and play. I don't know what the problem is. Steven, you chime in there. I'll I'll put the question to you. Um, even though you said you didn't watch any of the preseason, I think you I think you have a, a a more grounded, more realistic take on what the Saints should expect this year. And we'll get to the picks as well. So don't worry, Kyle. I'll come back to you. But um, so what's the thing you're most excited about, if anything? And what's the biggest thing, or some things you're the most concerned about? Um, since I really wouldn't consider myself much of a Saints fan, I, I, I got to tell you, I actually am excited to see Tyron Matthew in a, yeah. in a Saints uniform. I think that defense will be very fun to watch, especially if they continue the production that they've had the past few years. That pass rush is pretty good. Um, so this will this will probably be the best defense that, that Tyron has been on um, since his college days, um, <laughs> considering his playmaking ability. With a pass rush like that, it should be really fun to see. He'll probably make some plays. He'll probably look better than he did last year because I don't, I don't think he was very good last year, but that defense wasn't very good either. Yeah. Um, I... I have a lot of concerns with that team. I don't I don't think it's being talked about enough. Dennis Allen is not a proven head coach at all. This is not his team. This is Sean Payton's team. This mm-hmm. is all of Sean Payton's toys that he just happened to inherit. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we if if you told me this year, you know, hey, we're still gonna be competitive, be like, sure, we we still have the team for it. But how much longer are we gonna have this team? The team gets older. You know, this team was was really, really good five years ago. Like at yeah. some point, like 
the, the clock's ticking. It's going to run out. I feel like they're they're on the. I've been saying it for a while now. They're on a downward trajectory. They're going to slowly get worse until eventually the team is just old enough, where you know they just disband it or just move on because like it's probably not going to work out. Um, I think this is going to be a good fit for for Jameis in terms of you know they've upgraded obviously all the weapons. They've got two new receivers. One's you know considered a, a speedster out of Ohio State and Chris Olave. That's desperately needed on this team, so he's got to stay healthy. Um, I think that uh, Jarvis Landry will definitely help them on the underneath routes, especially considering that we don't know, you know, if Michael Thomas is going to hold up because, I mean, the dude hasn't played since what, 2020, 2019. Like, it's it's been a few years since he's really been out there, like, mm-hmm. fully healthy. So I think he's a good backup plan to have for him. Um, I don't know how to feel about the Saints tight end situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive line should still be good. Kamara's not going to get suspended until next year. Mark Ingram's a solid backup. So, like, I mean, they still have all the talent. But, like I said earlier, it's this is all Sean Payton's toys. Dennis, Dennis Allen is a career record. He's got eight wins and 28 losses in mm-hmm. his career as a head coach. I just don't – I don't know how you can say, oh, yes, he's the man for the job. But let's let's go. Like, we're basing it off of, like, what, one game that he coached last year? And I don't really think the Saints did all that well. I think they won the game, right? But I don't I think, think they, so. Yeah, I don't think they played particularly well. So I, you know, just I'm not a believer in him yet. It could work out. We'll see. Um, I think eight and nine is about where they'll be. Eight and nine, nine and eight. If uh, if something bounces their way, I think that's a realistic expectation for them. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I, you know, we'll just have to see how it goes. I mean, they they definitely have the talent, but I just I really do feel like not. Like they, they they have a, they took a serious downgrade in the coaching department because like everything has changed now. It's no longer an offensive minded coach or an offensive minded team. It's we got a defensive coach for a defensive team, and generally speaking, outside of Bill Belichick, defensive coaches do not do well in this league. They just yeah. don't. You, you need to be able to to score points and have that mindset, and I just don't think that he does. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. You touched on a lot of things I want to touch, touch on as well, but I was going to say, you know, Steve, uh, Steven mentioned the tight end situation. They should have never cut Jared Cook, man. We could use him right now. We missed the cooking. No, I mean, I look, I'm, again, back to what I said, I'm very, very optimistic about even that position. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Jawan Johnson, and uh, I, but I think it's going to be Taysom Hill's role, especially with Andy Dalton. You know, being looking as good as he did in preseason, I mean, there's no reason for Taysom not to be out there at tight end. And I mean, guys, guys, he got wheels on him. You know, he's a very physical bag, good at, you know, pass blocking. You know, I I think it's just another weapon and it's going to be another one for us to exploit. I mean, you know, most teams that they look at him as a gadget guy now, Mm -hmm. which I mean, he's still going to be, you know, in those gadget plays, but. I think if he actually settles in a role of being a tight end, it'll be good for us. Like you know, as long as he's committed to it and not bitching about it, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we've we've seen. <laughs> if I could chime in for a second, yeah. we've seen quarterbacks make the transition to tight end before. Um, one guy comes to mind in Tim Tebow, and it did not work out very well. Oh well, just that's not that exactly the I'm same. Tebow, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, well, look, I mean, I, they're pretty similar. Both guys, neither one you want a quarterback. They both no, came out really. to play quarterback. Neither one is actually any good at quarterback. So you can use them as gadget plays, running back, tight end, whatever. Obviously, Taysom's better than Tebow was because he's much faster than him. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, Taysom put on some weight so he could play tight end. But, I mean, the guy's 
guys have played tight end full time before. I think that's a pretty big thing to know. Like I, I don't know how you can just expect him to go out and like put up good tight end numbers. He's never played the position full time before. I'm just, just saying. That's well, really that's why hard. we have starting tight ends, and then he can be a supplementer. Like you know. Oh yeah, can. I mean he can. He can still be yeah. the gadget guy. But I'm just saying, like, because Kai's putting a lot of emphasis on Taysom Hill being a tight end, and I'm like, I don't know if I would rely on him to be like yeah. the guy. You know. He'll, he'll make a play or two, but I, he's not. He's not, not just, on tight end. He's not. I'm not going to draft him in fantasy to be my tight end. You know. I, well, I probably would late round flyer. I mean, I'd, I'd take him. I was going to say you made me think, Cut, uh, when you mentioned as long as he doesn't bitch about uh, being tight end or not being a quarterback. I was like, that dude's like super Mormon. Imagine what his bitching out sounds like. He's like, shoot, this is this is this is stupid. This is darn it. I'm I'm steaming mad at this. Like, I just imagine he's, like, the most wholesome Ned Flanders-ass dude, like, just, like, getting mad and shit. Yeah, so I don't really have much to add. Let's, let's like I said, I am optimistic, like, uh, is about our offense. I think that's the most – that's the thing I'm most excited about. I really want to see Jamin – Jameis – not Jamin. Jameis thrive this season because I feel like he was I – think, I think we all agree that, like, before he got injured, he was, like, going somewhere. And I really hope that he can recapture that um, and expand upon it. I'm really – I'm – you know, uh, for better or worse, I am on. I'm I'm part of the Jameis hive. I'm like I'm a Jameis truther. I think he has it at least as a quarterback. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited for him to have Alave, Jarvis Landry, and you know Mike T back. Even though again, I will acknowledge Mike T staying healthy. That hamstring thing, like you mentioned, Stephen. I was like, oh no, oh no, it's such a bad sign. And the thing slinger. I'm yeah, and the thing I'm most concerned about, I would have to say, is – and maybe not concerned because, like, I think I touched upon this earlier, uh, Stephen, like you said, this used to be uh, Sean Payton's team, and Sean Payton was the play caller, and now it's Pete Carmichael. And granted, Pete Carmichael's been with, I think, Sean for, like, at least 10 years now, so we don't know. I just don't know what our offense is going to look like. Is it was Who was the real genius behind it? Was it Sean or was it – you know, P. Carmichael, and if it was a combination of the two, where was the where was the balance? Where was the split there? So I guess the biggest thing I'm concerned about, especially like you said, Stephen, with Dennis Allen, the defensive coach, he's probably going to defer a lot to P. Carmichael since he has tenure there. And it's just like, what is our offense going to look like? Is there going to be is it going to be more conservative? Because I feel like Sean got more conservative towards the end there, and I I, I really wonder if is it going to be very ordinary? Like that's my biggest concern that our offense is going to be very ordinary, and I'm. We cannot have an ordinary offense. Like the biggest thing is like our offense has been holding us back with this elite defense, and it's just like, oh man, I can't. I can't it's just, uh, it's so weird how we started out with the Sean Payton era. It was like all offense, defense is secondary, and now that's completely flipped. Now it's it's really wild when you think about it. Um, yeah, so uh, I think that does it for the Saints. Did y'all want to add anything or respond to anything? Or Cud, did you have anything more to say since you had you wanted to talk about the Saints? Uh, I mean, I. I... I don't feel like there's going to be much of a switch. I mean, you you kind of pointed it out. I mean, like Pete Carmichael had a lot to do with the offensive play calling. I don't really see them getting away from much. So I mean, I'm not. You really could be right. You could absolutely be right. I'm I'm just that's if I had to say the thing I'm concerned about, that's what I'm concerned I mean, about. The the games I've seen, which I mean preseason, preseason, but they and I guess what kind of worries me, they still play to not lose. Mm. You know, they, they chew clock, which mm. they. They've been doing, you know, they chew the clock. You that's know, a defensive try. thing. Don't don't yeah. put my defense in bad situations. That's that's part of the thing. Yeah, it's gonna but, be very interesting. You know, he did. He had some nice play calls. You know, he he made some good decisions. I mean, 
I mean, there's one one play in preseason where he, you know, called the timeout with like two seconds left in the first to try to, you know, get Will Lutz on like a 58-yard field goal attempt downwind, which I feel like was a good play call. I mean, he called the timeout and was able to, you know, he drilled it. You know, it was he took advantage of a situation. You know what I mean? That that timeout didn't come come back to bite him in the ass, and then you know, defense just lost that game in like a minute and a half in the fourth quarter. But you know, that that what's what I'm more concerned about, like I said, they played not to not to lose. They yeah. didn't win. They yeah, didn't. You, you can't you can't put a whole lot of stock in the preseason though. I will always go back to the 2008 Detroit Lions and their four and zero preseason, and that was the last game they won that year. Like so, the, not that's saying a, they're Lions, but just saying you cannot you can't put really any stock in the preseason at all. Like Texas went undefeated. That shit was hilarious. I banked on the 49ers beating them. It was the only ticket on my parlay. They got zip 17-0 by the damn Texans. And they started played. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Never bet against the Texans in preseason, apparently. <laughs> never bet against the Ravens. Never bet the, never bet the preseason. Um, never. I mean, the past two weekends, I hit on like two parlays each weekend off of just preseason bets. I mean, there's certain teams that I, I feel like were, you know, consistent. Other okay. than, you know. That's that's another pod. If y'all ever want some, you know, parlay kind of intake on preseason, but yeah. we could do a spinoff of gambling. Um, but uh, uh, I do have one more thing to add. I think the most interesting thing has nothing to actually do with the Saints. It's the Tampa Bay offensive line and all of the injuries that they have because yeah. the Saints really good on defense. Obviously, defensive line can definitely take advantage of that. Should take advantage of that. Um, and if they can continue to win those games, they actually have a shot at winning the division. So. Yeah, it's going to be a very interesting division uh, with Baker, with Carolina. We have Mariota, I think. I think Mariota is going to be the Falcons, and then Tom Brady retired and then unretired. So it's going to be a very interesting division. Um, I I just mm -hmm. got a text just now from uh, Skip Bayless. He wanted to mention that, you know, Jameis Winston, after, you know, being injured in in preseason, came back and played. And LeBron James would never – Never step foot on the field after you know after a minor injury to come back and play a preseason game. <laughs> Almost a man here, and you know James is out there. Why can't why can't the king do it? You're king. Look, look. Skip has enough yeah. podcasts he's on. He has his own podcast, and he has uh uh, uh what's the name? What's the actual name of that show? Him and him and Shannon. Undeba- Undisputed. Undisputed. That's the one. Um, he is enough. We don't need enough. We don't need any more Skip Bayless in the world. Uh, I will say I'll read the schedule and I'll do this with LSU as well. And then we can give our, our final, uh, uh, win loss record, uh, predictions. Okay. So we start off at, at Atlanta, uh, and then we play Tampa Bay at home in week two. Then we go to Carolina, uh, for week three. Then it's at home. We have the Vikings, Seahawks and Bengals, the game Cub mentioned. And then we go to, at Arizona on a Thursday night. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The Vikings is in London. I take that back. That's not a home game because that's the game my mom and uh, my uh, my mom and my uncle are going to in London at Tottenham Spurs Stadium. Okay, so then it's at Arizona Cardinals, and then we are at home against the Raiders. The Raiders. And then we play the Baltimore Ravens at home, and then we go to Pittsburgh and play the Steelers. And then we have the Rams at home, and then we go to San Francisco, uh, and then we uh, play at Tampa Bay right before our bye week and then coming off the bye week we play at uh, we play Atlanta in the dome and then we go to Cleveland 
to play a certain quarterback. Uh, and then we play at Philadelphia, and then we close the season with the Carolina Panthers. Now, I guess I'll cut to you, Stephen, because you said nine and eight pretty much, right? Like, do you are you confident reading that? Eight or nine uh, wins. Eight or nine. I mean, that's that's the Vegas number, and I feel like it's it's pretty spot on. Uh, yeah. And it's, I think if anything, the under will probably hit because a lot of people are just just being like over. It's definitely over, and it's like I'm not so sure about that. Yeah, I uh, I'll let you wrap it up, but I'll say that I looked through it before we we got on, and I said nine and eight, and I was like, damn it, I, w- I didn't want to be boring like that because I feel like that's the I agree with you, Stephen. That seems like the obvious answer, but like. I'm like, damn, I wanted to I wanted to either be like less or more. Like I wanted to not be boring, but I was like, I, I settled on nine and eight. So Kyle, what do you think, man? Yeah, yeah, yellow, yellow, yellow lame. Um and I, I feel like I go back to my overliable. I'm going what, you know, I feel like we dropped six games. And I'm I'm look looking at it. I mean, I feel like we beat our division opponents at least. Majority of them we beat twice. We definitely got two, I feel like, in the Bucks. For some reason, they just have the Bucks number. And our defense only got better. Yeah. You know, their offense got worse, kind of. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, Steven it, was just talking about the offensive line, yeah. Um, The Panthers find themselves, and I'm not really afraid of Johnny, not Johnny Manziel, but Johnny Manziel too far. <laughs> and, you know, the Falcons, they're just, they're, they're trying to put together a year. We might drop one to them. I feel like just because it's a big rivalry, and I feel yeah, that's But you know, you never know. Cam Jordan hit whoever that starting quarterback will be by the time, you know, at least about you know four or five times. I feel like when we play them late in the year, Desmond Ritter probably had a starting job. You know, I, I said it first. You know, you heard it here first, heard, folks. But I'm I'm gonna go eleven. You know, eleven and six. Okay. And, you know, that's only two games more than Steven or I predicted. Like, I guess Steven would confidently say nine, what, nine wins, nine and eight? Uh, yeah, I mean. Come on, like man. I said, Give them the whole eight, discount. It's, it's, eight or, it's eight or nine. I'm looking at the schedule. I mean, they, they are they – are, I, I want to say that they're lucky in a sense that a lot of their bigger games this year are all at home. The Rams. Yeah, Ravens, it's very front-heavy. It's a late bye week in front-heavy home games. Um. Well, no, I would say I would say the worst part of their schedule is is kind of towards the end in the middle. Um, yeah. I mean, there's a there's a four week stretch where you have Ravens, Steelers, Rams, Niners, uh, and then Bucks again right after that. Um, Late bye week too. Three of those three of those five are on the road. Yeah. Um, the Raiders right before that Raven. I mean, it's it's just kind of like all kind of packed together. So I mean, like I wouldn't be surprised if they start off one, two, maybe even three and zero. Oh. Or something like that. Um, but they, I mean, they could also be. I, I have a feeling they're going to split with the Panthers. And if they don't split with the Panthers, then nine or ten could definitely happen. But I feel like they're going to split with the Panthers. But I just don't know where it's going to be. That's yeah. Yeah. Which games do you think they're going to drop? Um, if if it if I had to guess, it would probably be the first one, considering that the 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 second game they have at home is all the way at the end of the season, and. It's kind of hard to predict all the way out there, considering that we we don't know what the Panthers might be playing for. We don't know what the Saints might be playing for. Um, but the first game, week three, it's on the road, and that's after the Saints played the Falcons. Big game, very a lot of hype. Tampa, big game, a lot of hype. Uh, and then they go on the road to Carolina right before they play the Vikings. So, I mean, could be a little slip-up game there. I mean, it happens. They could yeah. split a game. All it takes is one game, and the next thing you know, your win totals 
way off. I mean, like in general, though, not just with them. Like, which, what do you think is our biggest games that we might drop? Rams. Uh, I mean, at at the Cardinals is a big one. The Raiders will be tough. The Rams will be tough. The Ravens will be tough. At San Francisco is going to be really tough. Uh, I think the Bengals are going to beat them. Unfortunately, like I'm, it's going to be sad to see, but I think I think the Bengals are going to beat them. It's going to be close. I, like I said, they have they have the benefit of a lot of those big games being at home, but at the same point, I don't feel like the Saints' home field has really been what it used to be. I don't no, feel like hasn't. they play. I don't feel like they play any better at home. So same, but I feel like you mm-hmm. know I'm. I'm uh, I guess I'm I'm more optimistic than you guys. I mean, especially since a lot of those games we dropped last year, we had like two or three where we could have won. I feel like if Will Lutz was healthy like in there, That's a good point. Will Lutz on then. I mean, and with the weapons, Jameis Winston receiving core was us three, like on the field. <laughs> yeah. I, my, and I I never I failed to compliment you how well you looked in that uniform cut. It was very fitting. It was very. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting mistaken from Mike Evans for some reason. <laughs> when did Fred Van Vliet start playing? Is that, is that Mike Evans or, or Fred Van Vliet out there? They're both. They're all about the same size. Co, we gotta have an off pod conversation about Drake's hair. That's an off pod conversation. It looks ridiculous. Talk about Rico Richie. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's gonna do it for the Saints, guys. Let's move on to LSU. Um, I'm really excited to hear, especially Stephen. You seem to be really gung ho on this season. In your in your asshole, uh, Brian Kelly. Uh, so yeah, major overhaul with the uh, Louisiana State Fighting Tigers as well. New coach, unfortunately, Coach Elliot uh, Ogeron was fired. Um, you know, we got a national championship. That was awesome. That'll always be glorious and arguably the greatest team of all time. Uh, but yeah, we we have a lot we have a lot uh, in flux this season. Um, so yeah, let's let's just get started. Kai, I think I started with you with the Saints. I guess so, Stephen. Let's start with you, man. You seem to be, like I said, excited about this season, or just very interested in this season. So, what do you think? What's uh, what do you, how do you feel about the uh, our Tigers? Like, I guess to restate the question, what is the thing or things you're most excited about, and some of the things you're concerned about? Uh, really, I mean, the excitement. It's kind of hard to narrow it down to one because I oh mean, yeah, this sure. Is, this Go is. Ahead. This is a, you know, it's a whole new, whole new coach, whole new system. Um, you know, we've got, we've got so many different transfers that are in. Um, we've got, we, he, I think he's got us in the top five now in recruiting coming in for, for next year. So, I mean, recruiting is, is back where it needs to be. Um, actually, you know what, you know what, probably the, the one thing, if I had to pinpoint it's our defensive line, it's probably top five in the country, um, mm-hmm. which it could probably break our break our season depending on how well they play um which is why i'm very high on them but uh for as bad as coach o was the last couple of years as a coach he was still yeah. recruiting at a very very high level so yeah. that's what i was trying to tell you the other day that like they didn't play very well but like they still have the talent like they're still a top five team in terms of talent like they they still have all these dudes um, they just have to put it together and, and make it work. Now, I don't know a whole lot about the new quarterback, Jaden Dan- uh, Daniels, I believe his name is, um, yeah. from Arizona State, transferred in. I don't know a lot about him. Um, he doesn't need to be Joe Burrow. He just needs to be efficient. Zach Mettenberger. <laughs> uh, no, that ain't going to cut it. But um, he's, he's, he's got he's to be good. He doesn't need to be elite, but he's got to be good. Um, Mettenberger. And just, and just not turn the ball over. We got, we got a Danny lot. Danny Etling. Yeah, we've we've got plenty of definite receivers. 
Um, it'll be interesting to see uh, our, our tight end group, how um, how Kelly decides to use those guys. Um, and considering how the defense kind of picked it up at the end of last year, um, I know that they got rid of the, the defensive coordinator and Kelly brought in his own guy, but um, we'll see if they can continue that momentum. I, I mean, you know, I mean, they, they smashed Alabama for the most part. We didn't win the game, obviously, but like we held Alabama in check, which is pretty encouraging, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I mean, you consider all of that and you consider the schedule that they have, um, they got a lot of tough games on there, obviously, you know, it's the SEC West, but like, you know, I think eight and four is kind of the middle ground. Like that's, that's where they should be. Mm-hmm. They might drop one, they might win one, seven or nine is probably floor ceiling kind of deal, but that's, that's where I think they should be. And it's just going into the season, not really having any like championship aspirations. Cause I mean, if you're going to be realistic, they're not going to make it this year. Um, yeah probably not even next year, but I mean, I guess could, but we'll see how it goes. But uh, it's just, it'll be interesting to see how they do. And, and um, I think what everybody should be looking for is just, you know, uh, discipline, some stability there, you know, not having to deal with the off the field distractions and issues that, that coach has had the past couple of years. Uh, just, just that alone will bring kind of a fresh air, like, you know, a breath of fresh air to the program. Um, mm. So we'll see how it goes. Did you mention any concerns? Um, no, I didn't mention any concerns, but it, it it's weird with them because they're, they're brand new. I don't really know what, what, what concerns I could have, I guess from a football standpoint, I mean, I'm, I'm very concerned about their back end, but that's all up in the air. I mean, if the defensive line plays lights out game in and game out, you know, all of a sudden that back end will look a hell of a lot better uh, than it would if we're not getting any pass rush, for example. So there's a lot of unknowns about this team. So it's very, very difficult to, to really get like a, I could say they're they're eight and four, seven and five, nine and four, whatever. But like, they could also just fall flat in their face. They could go ten and two. I, I don't. I, you don't really know. There, nobody really has a grasp on them yet because they're they are by far like the the most like new team. Like they have so many new players, transfers, freshmen mm-hmm. coming in. It's just hard to get a full grasp on them. So we won't really know what this team will probably look like until after they play Florida State on September 4th. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, Cub, let's move on to you, man. Same question. You know, I'm sure you're looking at the schedule right now. Um, And we can – I can read the schedule now if we want to, or I can do it after we're done talking, uh, and we can make our picks again. But, uh, but Cub, like, uh, same question to you, man. Uh, I know you said you didn't have a lot to say, but um, some – what things are you excited about and what some things are you concerned about? with the LSU season, the LSU this coming season? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. First of all, I'm just excited for football to be back. You know? Yeah. Amen to that. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's another year. Like, like Steven said, it's the overhaul team. Don't really know what to expect from them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, it, I mean, change could be good. You know, when we, we brought coach O on, we didn't know what to expect either. Not to end like a coach O season, but you know, we, we got somebody that's going there eating gumbo with people's families. But, and crawfish. Know, coach that's dancing on TikToks and stuff. So, uh, <laughs> Brian. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Are you talking about Brian? Was it Brian Kelly that was dancing on TikTok? Yeah. yeah. Is that what we talk about? You know he didn't get that recruit, right? He went to nope. Alabama. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. And lost the recruit. I wouldn't sign with you either after those damn dance moves. Did you see him? I'm the- Look, I, I did. I just thought it was just like, man, like one of your first big recruits. And then you go like you go and you do that and make it a big public thing. And then he goes to Alabama anyway. And he's like, yeah, you know, it, it wasn't for me. They, he didn't he didn't gritty. That's what it was. 
he would have gritted, I think we would have got that recruit. Um, you know, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm, I guess the more so what I'm more excited about is, you know, just, you know, football and, and you know, Dead Valley. It's, it'll be, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to what he can do. I mean, with this, this new team, we still got a lot of, you know, big players, you know, I'm interested to see Keyshawn Boutte. You know, he was, I think he had a, he had a nice year last year. Hopefully he can continue on that. I mean, Brian Kelly is not really known, you know, his, his play style is pretty what traditional. Yeah. His offense he runs is what balanced or is he, is he more run heavy? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's a bit more pro style. That's um, what I was about to say, pro style, yeah. And uh, he, he uses a lot. He, he definitely incorporates the tight ends a lot. That's why I mentioned earlier. It'll be interesting to see what he does um, with our tight ends that we did not use very well the past few years. Yeah, but what I'm, what I'm more so concerned about is, you know, that the state that Baton Rouge is going to be in when we play Southern University. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. City. It's going to be a one big divided show. Luckily, I'll be on a cruise at that time. Um, it's this game in New Mexico. You know, I, we play New Mexico this year. I hear they, they have a guy, you know, a tight end, Juan Pablo. He's, you know, from the next Aaron Hernandez, real killer on the field. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, you know how that game is going to unfold. <laughs> I didn't bring any of this up. It wasn't me. I, I know you didn't. I'm just glad we got past the whole Deshaun Watson thing without talking about it. Um, uh, he's not worth. He's not worth our time. No, definitely not worth our time. Okay, uh, back back on track here. I'm, I'm, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Okay, so I'll just say, I guess, Con, if you didn't have anything else to say, uh, I'll say that. Um, I guess the thing I'm most excited about, and I think I, I think I texted you all this, that like there is like a liberation of like expectation for this season like i think you said so steven like it's just like this team could pretty much anything could happen and i find that very refreshing i I had to agree with you on that one it's just like it's very nice like oh you know hopefully we'll have a winning record hopefully we you know we were competitive but like you know it's just all about like novelty i guess with this with the tigers this year it's just like and and i think i mentioned also with notre dame but like they're just like anything could happen so it's just like oh it's just like i could just walk in and, like, I haven't really done that much re- research on the offseason for the Tigers, but, like, you know, this and that, but, like, nothing really serious because I'm like, I'll figure it out. It doesn't matter. Like, I'm not saying, like, Brian Kelly doesn't get a pass on this season. Like, don't – don't we're, we're not going to be embarrassed. Don't be embarrassing this year. But, like, you know, it's just like, okay, he's figuring it out. You know what? They're figuring it out. We'll, we'll work with it. And there's no just like, oh, you know what? Let's just watch LSU play. And if they lose, okay, well, that sucks. But, you know, next week or whatever. So I guess that's what I'm excited about, just like the re- refreshing novelty of this club, of this football team. Uh, and the thing I'm most concerned about, and I know I've been harping on this, and I mean this, I'm really hoping that, like, just Brian Kelly, don't, don't, Okay, like, I'm not going to say while he was Notre Dame's coach that he was, like, a flaming asshole that was just, like, spewing venom every press conference or anything like that. But, like, he could be really dickish, and I really hope that, like, I feel like, like, take the Brian Harson situation in Auburn right now. Like, a lot of that was compounded by how big, how big of a dick he was to the media. I'm just like, listen, Brian Kelly, just don't be a dick. Like, just, just don't be a dick, man. Like, just be cool. Be cool, man. Like, don't, you know, be cool. And just, like, you know, take it easy because he can't be – in his press conferences at, at Notre Dame, he could be kind of snippy and kind of a dickish 
give dickish responses and call out players. I'm just like, just just be cool this year, Brian Kelly. So it's like, I guess my on my list of concerns, like it's just like, be cool, Brian Kelly. Just be cool. Roll with the punches, man. Don't get all don't get all like eh, eh about it. Like just be cool, bro. Be cool. Well, that I don't think that's gonna happen. It right. might not happen. I mean, depending on. That. We'll see how the season goes and if expectations kind of go up, especially like if they beat Florida State and start yeah. off like four or five and zero or something like that. Like people might be like, "All right, well, we got a big game coming up. Like here you go. Like once once the big games start happening and we're not winning those games, that's when you'll see him come out and that's when it'll be like, all right, like are we gonna get along with this asshole or what's going on? Yeah. But right now it's all peaches and cream because he hasn't done anything and we haven't lost anything. It's what it is. But I think he would say peaches and cream. Uh, he would try. Yeah, y'all, definitely y'all try. Better to not be wet. It's like you know, please, please don't be wet. You know, I was let down. I was looking forward to this season. We were gonna have the coldest wide receiver, and <laughs> and we lost them to a fucking air conditioning company. But <laughs> you know, good for him, man. Get that money. Right? Yeah, for and, real. Uh, best nil deal ever. You know, he they paired him up right. I don't know. Hooters sponsoring what fifty one <laughs> offensive linemen getting those wings and them crab legs that man that sounds like the bee's knees right there. I did want to say when y'all were talking about Brian Kelly um, not being able to dance, I was gonna tell y'all uh, he's like a year older than my mother, but he grew up in like he grew up, he's from Everett, Massachusetts, which isn't far from where my mom grew up in Quincy. And so like I I, I joked with my mom, I was like, hey mom, you might have rubbed elbows with Brian Kelly and or crossing the street or whatever and not even known it. And now he's at the coach at LSU. And I was thinking, I was like, he's a bad dancer. I was like, yeah, that's pretty much my entire family. Yeah. Yeah. That, that they have a problem up there with dancing. Uh, those Irish Catholics, uh, not the most, um, rhythm does not come natural. Drinking comes natural. Uh, making babies comes natural, but dancing, not so much. Are you uh, trying to us that, you know, you're, you're Brian Kelly's son. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. Trust me, if you ever met my dad, you would be like, oh, no, that's definitely John's dad right there. <laughs> Viva Honduras. Uh, but no, um, so let's go through the record real quick, and then we'll talk about any games in particular you're excited about. I know you talked about Southern. I'm actually very excited about that game as well because I wish I could be in town for that because that's probably going to be hilarious. I Mexico. Okay, so, don't yeah. you need that from the Wait, what? New Mexico and Juan Pablo. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it in. I'll keep the New Mexico in. Okay, so as Steven said, um, we start the season uh, against Florida State in New Orleans, so that's hopefully essentially a home game. Then week two, we play Southern. Then week three, we play Mississippi State. Then uh, week four, we play New Mexico. So pretty much the first four games of our season are, are home games. And then uh, we go October 1st, uh, we play Auburn. Uh, then we go play Tennessee and Tiger Stadium. Then we go to Florida. And then we play Ole Miss, and then we play Alabama in Baton Rouge this year. And then we play at Arkansas, and then we play UAB at home, and then to end the season we play up in Texas A&M. I'm very curious as an aside, what do you all think about Texas A&M? Do you think, like, they'll carry the momentum of losing? I mean, they lost a bunch of games last year, but, like, they beat Alabama, and there's just been a whole uh, kerfuffle between Jimbo and Saban in the offseason. Do you all think Texas A&M? I know we got to talk about LSU, but, like, just as an aside, do you expect big things from Texas A&M this year? I expect Texas A&M to go eight and four because that's what they do. <laughs> Consistency. Yeah, I was really confused when I was watching College Game Day earlier this morning because Desmond Howard uh, predicted some eight and four team would win it all, and I don't know how that that's matches not possible. up. 
Yeah, it's not possible. That's that's why AM's not going to the playoffs. I don't know why you said that. But um, no, I I don't. They until they can prove it, I don't I don't believe in them at all. So they're they're whatever. Okay, well, sort of Stephen, what do you think the record's going to be? I think you tipped your hand earlier. Are you going? Are you sticking with eight and four? I yeah, I'm 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 looking at it now. I, I, it's so weird, but I feel like I feel like it all comes down to the very first game against Florida State because I feel like they should they should obviously beat Southern. They should obviously beat uh, muted. An- they should obviously beat Anthony's New Mexico team. Uh, they should easily beat UAB. So that's they have three wins there. And to get to seven, they need four. They need they should they could probably beat Florida, even though it's on the road. Florida's in a similar state. New coach off a terrible year. Um, Auburn's kind of sort of the same deal. So like I feel like we need to win two out of the three games against Auburn, Tennessee, and Florida. That'll get us to six. Um and we should beat Mississippi State at home. We should. So if we beat Florida State, we'll get to seven. If we can pull off an upset against Ole Miss, Alabama, Arkansas, A&M, that gets us to eight, which is a good year. And if we happen to win another one of those games and get us to nine, that's an outstanding year. So it just it all kind of depends. Um, but I, I think we should be, at worst, three and one after week four. And anything anything, um, anything less than that is is – Kind of, a, it's probably the only disappointment that I could get, just because of how easy the the first stretch of the schedule is. Um, mm-hmm. There, there are a couple games like I, I, I don't, you know, we're not going to beat Alabama. It's just not going to happen. I'm, I'm hopeful that we can, that we can stick around for, you know, a few quarters, maybe make it like somewhat competitive like last year. But I don't expect us to win that game. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see how Ole Miss and Arkansas are or is if they're even worth a damn. Because a lot of these preseason rankings really don't mean anything until no, these they teams don't. start playing, and we'll figure out who's good and who's not. But um, we just got to steal a couple games here or there, and I think we can get to eight wins. Uh, I think seven is probably the, the better expectation. So a seven and five here. And just to spoil, uh, Kyle, I'll let you go. But yeah, I picked seven and five as well. Like there were some losses. Like I think that. Um, uh, let me see real quick. Uh, I think we're going to lose to Tennessee. I think we might probably lose to Ole Miss. I think we're going to lose to Texas A&M, so that's three right there. Definitely Alabama. And then, you know, maybe – I don't know. If Arkansas gets their shit together – I think we're going to beat Auburn, though, because, like, Auburn's going through a lot of shit right now, too. So I think we can beat Auburn. So uh, I picked seven and five. Uh, Anthony, what do you think, man? Still along the same lines as me and Steven? Or Steven and I? Yeah. I want to say Steven's a dick because he's the one that muted me. Um <laughs> I don't know how he has that. How do you just mute somebody? But um, he just kept talking about New Mexico. I had to shut him up. <laughs> noted anti-New Mexican fan. Right. Uh, no, noted anti-New Mexican uh, Stephen Bastola. He just must not like Breaking Bad. Apparently, like I mean, you know, first it was fuck the Raiders. Now it's fuck New Mexico. But that's Stephen, not me. I have no problem with with. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm pretty much along the same lines. I mean. Actually, I mean, they, uh, contrary to what you say, I think we dropped the one in Arkansas. Mm. Yeah, I think that they finally take the boot from us. I feel like we've been beating New Arkansas for the longest, but mm. it'll be it'll be interesting. I don't. Did we did we beat Arkansas last year? Uh oh, did you drop Anthony? No, I had somebody was calling me. Oh, gotcha. But A and M, I don't see 
I don't see them actually being a threat to Alabama to go back with, you know, with saying I don't think it's going to be anything near what they're making Texas A&M to be. They're, they're like the Cowboys to me. I mean, if there's a way to lose, they'll, they'll, they'll find it, you know. You know, they'll, they'll definitely find a way to lose. Mm. I, I felt it wasn't it the A&M game that kind of sparked Joe Burrow back in the day that, that just, you know, then he turned into the 2019 Joe No, that was, that was the UCF game where he got yeah. absolutely pile drive by one of the UCF defenders then proceeded to just murder them and then the rest of college football. Pile, pile driven. Pile yeah. driven, there you go. But in A&M, though, it wasn't it like a turning point, not a turning point, but I feel like he was, was that the game where he was like waving on the fans, like, you know, bring it because y'all they were talking shit to him or whatever. Was that the no. A&M game beforehand, uh, before our championship season? Wasn't that the ridiculous, like, seven overtime? That was the 74-72 game yeah. that we lost. Okay, Cuss, so you're going to stick with what? 7-5, 8-4? 7-5. Yeah, yeah. all right. That's fair. And, I mean, I think that's reasonable to expect. Like, 6-6 six and six is probably like, uh, ooh, anything less than that is problematic. But, like, if he does if he is at or or worse than what Orgeron did last year, that's literally the only thing that could like mm-hmm. or should cause like an uproar because we should not be getting worse. Yeah. So I feel like okay. I, the asshole Brian Kelly right after that the Alabama game. Because I feel like you know, that game is just always so big here and I, the reporters are gonna come at him hard every time. Yeah. Any 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 you after the Alabama game is on a hot seat unless you win. You know, they just hit you with all I mean. Can't, it's just the person for the kind of talk, you know. It's, mm. you be. I think that's fair. Uh, I'm I'm really excited. I low-key really hope, like, God, I really hope, at least maybe not this season or the coming seasons or whatever, but, like, I really want a bowl game between Notre Dame and LSU. Like, that usually I dread those games uh, when that happens because it's happened a, past, a few times in the past, like, 15 or so years. I usually dread those games, but God damn, that would be so exciting to see Brian Kelly play Notre Dame. Oh my God. And then my guy, Marcus Freeman. Oh, that would be so good. Uh, so that's, that's where I hope LSU ends up some way, somehow gets in a bowl game against Notre Dame. Cause that would be awesome. Um, you might want to, I want to worry about the Buckeyes and worry about that later. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask y'all, uh, since we're, I think we're wrapped up on LSU. Uh, I'll leave it. We got a little bit of time left. Um, what, is there any pro college, any football storylines, any teams, anyone, anything going on that you really are going to be paying attention to that doesn't involve the Saints or the or, or LSU? Like, Stephen, like, go ahead. Is there anybody, any team, pro or college, that you're really excited about and really going to follow this year? Uh, I mean, I'm going to continue to follow Army like I have. They've just kind of been my secondary team that has no shot of winning at all, but I think they're entertaining to watch, and they're usually on at 11 o'clock on Saturdays, so usually they're mm-hmm. always the first game that I see. But in terms of a bigger storyline, uh, although I don't like them at all, I, th- I think it is very intriguing to see how Michigan will do this year, considering that they you feel like they kind of like finally broke through a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. But Ohio State is still a very, very, very large favorite to win that division or conference by a lot. So we'll see if it was just a one-hit wonder or if they made any real progress. But um, they're they're interesting to watch. It should be kind of funny to see USC and UCLA now that the Pac-12 knows that they're leaving. They'll probably get a lot of, like, Big Ten chance or some shit during those games like they did to Texas and Oklahoma last year. So that that's always interesting to watch. That's kind of it in, in, in college. Um, I don't give a shit about Clemson. I hope they fucking fall off the face of the earth. Over on the... Pro side, 
I think that the Jags might make a large jump. I don't, I don't, again, fuck Clemson, but I, I think Trevor Lawrence should actually make some pretty sizable um, steps forward now that he has an actual coach who's yeah, not Doug out, Peterson, yeah, yeah, who's who's not out at a bar hitting on college chicks. <laughs> but um, you know, uh, so that they they should be interesting to watch um, as like a non Saints, non division, non conference team. Um, yeah. Co, how about you, man? Do you have any any bigger any other teams, any other storylines going on in pro or college that you're really excited about besides New Mexico and in Southern? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, obviously that's you know when it comes to college, I, I'm I'm real big on you know how that game's going to unfold with Baton Rouge and uh you know LSU and Southern. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, another team I like to watch in is only because of Coach Prime is, you know, Jackson State, another HBCU small team. But, I mean, they're just – they're fun to watch because it's a fun team. I mean, the culture they're developing over there is just, you know, it's, it's just great to see. You know, even a small division, but, you know, they, they've they been, you know, winning the swag. I think mm-hmm. last year, first year winning the swag. But, I mean, they're just – they're fun to watch. Um College, I mean, not not college, but for the pros, um, I'm interested to see who wins the AFC North. And I'm mm, yeah, only following like obviously you got a lot of key teams outside of the Browns. Fuck the Browns, but the Steelers, I feel like, is going to be a fun team to watch. I mean, I, they got a lot of interesting pieces. Najee. Not Kenny Pickett, yet. Kenny Pickett, Hive. Hey, look, I'm 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 all for it. Kenny Pickett looked nice in preseason. I watched all their preseason games too. He looked he looks nice. I mean, he you know, but Trubisky also looked nice. When Back he to that him. damn preseason word. <laughs> look, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, all right, just don't be surprised. Look, George Pickens is everything they made him out to be. Like he's 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 definitely. Gonna be, a, I feel like he's gonna be a wide receiver to watch. That's why I'm only. That's one of the biggest things I'm interested to see, because he's just he, he's very aggressive. Like he's a he's a nice wide receiver, and I feel like he's gonna be a nice threat for them. But I'm also interested to see what Juju what Juju does for, you know, Pat Mahomes in, in Kansas City. Mm. I don't feel like I feel like Juju. I mean, at 25 years old. I think he still has a lot to show. He was on a team that didn't have a good quarterback. I mean, he had Ben Roethlisberger that couldn't throw it deep, you know, because, you know, he's he's old. So he was kind of restricted to slot, like slants, short yardage. But I'm interested to see what he can do with a quarterback that can actually sling the ball. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll be fun to watch him. But more so, I guess I'm more intrigued with the Steelers this year. And the Bengals. Don't forget the Bengals either. Of course the Bengals. I mean, you know, I mean, they yeah. went to the – Went to the championship last year. So, I mean, they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, the, Browns, the Browns' backup quarterback is better than the Steelers' starters. Is that is it Jacoby Brissett? Yeah. All right, yeah. Kobe Brissett. I'm pretty sure that's what they say at the line of scrimmage. But. Yeah. The Jacoby be, Brissett, the new uh, Tyrod Taylor. No, it'll, be <laughs> excited. it'll be excited to see the season that finally puts Mike Tomlin on the hot seat when they do very, very bad. You think they're gonna do bad this year? Yes, they're gonna do very, very bad. They have think about this. Think about this. They, think about this. They they have a is it second place schedule? I think they got second. Yeah, because the Bengals won the North. They have a second place schedule that they have to go up against. 
plus all the guys in their own division that are already much better than them. They just lost their quarterback, who wasn't good anyway, but now they just took it even further and got even worse. Sure, they have Najee, but you know they're not going to be afraid of anybody throwing the ball, so they're just going to load the box. It's going to be much harder for Najee. Uh, their defense is uh, just one guy. The rest of them are pretty average. Uh, I, I don't I don't see where you're going with the, with the Pittsburgh thing, man. I just don't I just don't see it. Like they're not they're not very good. Like seven wins is like their ceiling. Ooh. That's, that's what it, Ooh. What from your former team, the Ravens. Because I mean, like, uh, well, I expect them to probably win the division by like no. they're gonna they're gonna be up there with the Bengals and win the division. No, or at least they should be because they're healthy. You realize? Do you do you realize how many players they had injured last season? Yeah, yeah. it's it's incredible. Yeah, they, they damn near they're healthy. I mean, unless they unless they absolutely fall apart again, or they just piss, which I guess that could happen, is they, they piss off Lamar and he decides not to play. Sure. Like we, contract, uh, we are we are the Baltimore Ravens receiving core right now. <laughs> Other than Bateman, I'm like, who who are they throwing the ball to? Mark Andrews? But yeah, I mean, they're throwing to the same. I mean, look, you you can't you can't pretend like Hollywood Brown was DeAndre Hopkins out there. I mean, he was okay. It's not like they got they didn't get much worse because they weren't very good from the get go. They didn't get much better either, but yeah, well, they don't. That's the point. They don't need to get much better. Actually, they have a pretty good tight end. Um, this is funny. I'm gonna go back to preseason. Uh, they actually had a uh, a solid tight end, Isaiah Likely. I'm sure you've heard that name on the internet by now. Um, I probably if, heard it. If if yeah. not, he he was pretty good. He looked he looked pretty good as a receiver. I, I don't think the guy can block, but um, but no, they're I mean they're they're gonna play a lot of heavy sets because they they're very tight end loaded and they're gonna use those guys as receivers. I mean look they're they're gonna go as far as Lamar takes them. Um, and as long as the defense stays healthy, like they've got one of the best um, backfields in the league, and they have they have the best kicker ever, and they have one of the best backfields oh, in now, the league. I know. Look, I'm saying it here first. Shooter McPherson is coming for the title. Okay. I'm all right. Can I just say I'm really excited about the AFC North and the AFC West this season. There should be really two fun divisions to track and follow and watch as many games as I can. If you want an interesting bet, you should bet the Broncos to win that division, not because they got Russell Wilson, but because they have a quarterback and they have a last place schedule. So if all of those if all of those teams are equal, the Broncos should win because they have the easiest schedule. And well betting betting advice. Well, I'll just say I'll just say the things I'm excited about. I just mentioned those two divisions. That should be fun to watch in the NFL. Uh, but also, I guess in college, obviously Notre Dame. Um, no, I'm really cares about the team. I'm interested in them. I'm interested in them. documentary. I'm never watching that documentary. Wait, can we talk, can we can we do like a little five minute segment on that documentary because that is that is something special. Oh uh, my. We uh we're already at an hour, but sure we were gonna shoot for forty minutes, but yeah, fuck it. If we're gonna blow past the time, let's blow past the time. Twenty minutes later. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to the conversation. <laughs> okay, so I think that's I don't even remember what I was talking about last, but yeah, Notre Dame really <laughs> excited about. Uh, and I think that's that's gonna do it first today. I'm gonna have to like I don't even know if I'm gonna keep in that whole Manti Teo thing because like I I no, I, just, I can just, hear myself I, sounding like. A fucking asshole. Like I, well, no, I, like I figured. I figured you would just cut. Like this was just us shooting the shit. I figured yeah. you would just cut the last like thirty minutes off. Yeah, none it's... of this mattered anyway. Cause like, I, just yeah, I was just talking shit now. I mean, yeah. 
anyway okay guys that's gonna do it for us today um thank you guys for taking time out of your saturday i really appreciate it um i'm really excited about this season both seasons uh and it sounds like both of you are to varying degrees as well uh yeah let's just hope for the best man and uh like i said this is gonna be the last one of just the three of us it's been awesome i love talking to you guys about anything and everything but in this case specifically sports because I think you guys are really, uh, really intelligent and really insightful when it comes to these things. And it helps me learn, and I really appreciate it. And uh, So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us, guys. Please like, subscribe, share. Uh, last episode, Stephen, you want to do the next episode, what, in September? Yeah, we'll do we'll do our little special episode next month. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to get back to on that one. I, I haven't thought about it at all. I, I know what you're talking about, but I don't. I haven't thought about it at all. We'll, we'll get yeah, around to it whenever. We got time. September, October, somewhere around there. I was trying to do it all by the end of the year, but uh, we can figure it out. Uh, anyway, uh, Ka, thank you for joining. Um, I hope you give my best to Megan. Steven, give my best to Rachel, of course, and the doggos. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, any last words of encouragement? Anything you want to plug? Anthony, your cash app still up and running? Yeah, agent with a cash symbol 14. Uh, you know, if you, you you like what I said, if you think Juan Pablo is going to be a killer this year, a <laughs> dollar, you know. Uh, also, you know, Steven's going to say fuck the Raiders, so, you know. Hey, look, you know what? Oh, Josh McDaniels is coaching them now, aren't you? You know what? I, I I do I do have something to say about your New Mexico thing. It is it is funny that you you know the the guy who looks like he's Spanish and not black is rooting for the New Mexico Lobos, and he's got so much to say about them. It's just ironic. Afro Afro Latino. Afro Latino. That's what it is. At all, but okay. <laughs> so that's the guy that walked up to you and started speaking Spanish. Yeah, fuck that guy. But you know he he knows he, what I'm talking about. Okay. You can't just walk up to people and expect them to know Spanish. <laughs> I still well, when they look like they speak Spanish, I guess you can. John's like, oh, cuz, cuz, did that guy just curse you out? I'm like, I'm like I, shit, I don't know. I don't speak Spanish either. He's like, yeah, I think he just, just cursed you out. I don't even so, remember what he said, but I did sit down. I think I caught, like, I was like, oh, shit, that's not good. You know, you ever know the you know, Stuart Griffin? I was like, I just want to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. And that was me that night. Dan's like, "Come on, let's let's go. We just need to leave." And I'm like, "No, I just just want to talk to him." I just <laughs> loading up his shotgun. I just <laughs> want to talk to him. I just want to talk to him. Uh, okay, uh, so yeah, that's gonna do it for us, guys. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, stay tuned for the upcoming episodes. And you know, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> red band bleep. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it for us, man. Uh, I'll holla at y'all later. Uh, Bye. I'll talk to y'all later.